authority and control to influence and collaboration. What has to happen? What are those skills that most um, entrepreneurs don't have? And by the way, the skills that did not get them here, because it really is authority and control and how amazing and outstanding they are as individuals that got them here. But now we need them to work through influence um, and collaboration so that other people can be outstanding and amazing and get them to the next spot. So we have an acronym for that. Um, and uh, we call it SOAR. So um, the S stands for self-leadership. And I can't um, overstate its importance. Self-leadership is all about um, not being uh, driven, that your behavior, your thoughts and your behaviors are not driven by your emotions. So self-leadership means that I can have emotions, but I can take uh, independent action. I can think just fine and do take the actions and, and uh, you know, and think the thoughts that I want to think um, without being in emotional uh, reactivity, right? That I'm not in emotional reactivity. And emotional reactivity is when you're thinking or behaving in ways that come from self-protection. And I would say that it's like, um, you know, we would think of it as um, our kind of fight, flight, freeze, please, um, all of those kinds of uh, reactions that are hardwired. Self-protective um, reactivity is hardwired. It is, it takes almost no energy. Like we have this amygdala, it sits on top, right on top of our brainstem. It's gets, it's like the, you know, the, the, our, um, all of our senses, uh, bring in information. It gets on this super highway to the amygdala and the amygdala makes a call without us thinking at all of, is this a threat or not? And it is, hyper effective. <laughs> it, it sees threats uh, where there are none. <laughs> it sees, you know, potential threats that in today's day and age are not threats at all. I think that we were designed for a time where um, most of threats were physical. Now we're in a time where threats are psychological. So when uh, you might be in a meeting and um, your boss rolls their eyes while you're talking, that <laughs> your amygdala is gonna tell, you know, kind of puts you into reactivity right away of like, that's a threat. It's like, did my boss just disrespect me? Do they think badly of me? Are they, um, uh, do they think I just gave a bad idea? Are they gonna take me off this project? Are they gonna fire me? Am I, you know, am I not in a good place here? So all of that kind of reactivity Things like blame, uh, when we're in a place of blame, judgment, criticism, fear, anxiety, hiding, overwhelm, um, resistance, defensiveness, all of that. All of that is self-protective um, thoughts and behaviors. Self-protective. Okay. When we're in self-protection, we cannot think. We literally are, we are not driving our behavior. Our behavior, our amygdala is driving us. <laughs> we, are, we are just um, reacting 
based on our emotions. And so we need to learn how to master our regulating our emotions, how to get ourselves from self-protection back into self-leadership so that we can interact with people in positive um, thinking, um, uh, you know, effective ways. We have to have this. And it's, it's the kind of thing of, that I wish we taught even more in um, preschool, you know, and uh, all throughout school, actually, um, because, you know, we do, we, we teach a little bit of kind of self-restraint of, you know, you don't hit people and, um, you know, and try to treat others as you want them to treat you. I know we do that, but we don't teach people how to handle emotions and it's hard. It's hard. And we can't turn them off. It's not possible. So we need to get ourselves to a place where we can handle difficult emotions. We know what to do with them. They are not, you know, having, they are not driving our behavior. And if we have a team that they don't drive our behavior to do things like say, you know, that was the worst mistake I've ever seen. (laughs) Or, you know, from now on, you have to bring all that stuff to me because that, that was the dumbest mistake ever. You know, like we, we, we need to be the kind of leaders that can think before we speak and, and really interact in a way that gives our team members the best chance of succeeding from here. And that is never going to be blame, judgment, criticism, uh, defensiveness, etc. It's never going to be that. So we, we need to get this part down first. That's the first thing. The second piece of SOAR is the O, and it stands for outcome focus. If, uh, if you've ever seen me uh, speak, you'll, you'll know I am constantly talking about outcomes. What's the outcome? And the thing about business is that we come together to achieve outcomes. That's like the point of business. And so... Um, when we're working together as a team, that outcome focus is our destination that, the, you know, those outcomes are what we're all going for together. It is the thing that we have in common. We all may be, you know, extremely different from each other and, you know, in every part of life, except this, <laughs> that we're both going for these business outcomes. And to keep that in mind and keep realigning to that, to do our thinking based on knowing what we're going for is game changing. And when we don't have that, it's almost impossible to stay out of conflict, problems, um, uh, power struggles, etc. Because then we're focused on us as individuals being successful against each other. Instead of being with each other to achieve, uh, you know, the bigger, the bigger goal. So then the third part of the acronym, the A stands for agreements. And this is um, where I think that um, uh, when I think of influence, I, I immediately think of agreements. Because when you're in a kind of a command and control and authority model, you're making demands. You're giving, you know, strong directions. You're telling people what they're going to do. 
in agreements, we work it out together. We know we have a goal and we're going to negotiate and really figure out what is the best thing for me to do to, to help contribute to this goal. What's the best thing for you to do? And if something changes, we're going to renegotiate. Because the whole point of agreements is that each of us can optimize for what we have going on. Each of us can be a thinking node in our in our business of like, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm a resource and I'm using some resources. And I really think that if I did it this way, that would be better for all of us. And then the CEO doesn't have to think of that. It's game changing. And we need people to be able to make agreements they're confident they can keep. Because if they're getting a bunch of demands, that's it's it's they puts them in a place of, well, you know, if I don't have a say in how this is going to happen, I'm going to disappoint you and I won't have any any ability to not do that. It's like we need to work together through agreements. It's game changing, just game changing. And then the last of the um, the SOAR acronym is the R and it stands for relationships. And, uh, and relationships in business are fascinating to me because what we're going for in these relationships is that they're secure. So what I mean by that is not that, you know, that, uh, um, uh, an entrepreneur or team members are each other's best friends and that they know everything about their kids and their families. Although it's fine if they do, it's fine, totally fine. But what we're really going for is that on the team that we all trust each other to have each other's backs, that we trust that my teammate, when they make decisions, when they go to take actions, that they won't do so without thinking about how it impacts me, that they won't do things only in their self-interest that hurts my ability to contribute to the outcome, to do the parts that I've agreed to do. And with that, why we need them to be secure is because it's the, the same reason that I was talking about earlier with CEOs that can be uh, um, emotionally reactive where the team is trying to make sure they're okay, is if I don't trust that my team members have my back, I have to spend so much time trying to figure out what are they doing? And it is, is it going to harm me? And the more time I have to spend on that, the less time I have to actually work on my, you know, projects and tasks and do the strategic thinking needed to achieve outcomes. So we need these relationships to be very secure. You know, another way of saying that is, um, is high trust. But the trust is that I can trust that this other person will look out for me. That's the trust. I can trust their behavior. I can trust that they will keep my interests in mind. And, um, and it is, oh my gosh, it's the foundation of working together. Because again, if you don't have that, then, you know, I'm sure everybody here has been on a team where, you know, you can see people are competing hardcore with each other, 
and they're, you know, they're, they are completely self-interested and, um, you know, and some people are winners and some people are losers in those businesses. And that is not good for the business. We want everybody to be working together. Everybody's a winner because we're going to achieve the outcomes together. So this is, it's so important. And this is the way through that invisible brick wall. This is the way that you move from authority and control to, uh, you know, influence and collaboration to actually working in a team where they are extraordinary and they get to, you know, do extraordinary things, not just you, not just you. So, yeah. So that's, that's how this works. Love it. Thanks, Annie. Yeah. To learn more about this episode's topic, pick up a copy of my book, The People Part, at your favorite book retailer or at AnnieHymanPratt.com.